there. Welcome to Famous Last Nerds, your one-stop pod for all things pop culture. Uh, we should probably start off by saying Happy New Year, because <laughs> we, we haven't actually recorded since the 23rd of December. Yeah, we're going to do that thing that like popular hot, um, podcast um, channels do, where they go, this is season two, due to popular demand, we're back for another round of special podcasts, um, even though we just haven't done any podcasts but yeah. you know we we've needed a break i think in fairness to us we've probably podcasted what for four years pretty solidly i'd yeah, say you know without much without much break and we've both had family and work commitments and health commitments over the last couple of months and i definitely needed a bit of a break yeah so. it's, and it is a bigger commitment than you think it is and getting back into it is quite hard and also it's been a weird year in terms of pop culture stuff because I think last year was like the quintessentially biggest year of all time, given the box office that went on with all the big films. And and this year's generally not started yet. Even, even in TV terms, it's been quite a slow start, really, for, for our kind of wheelhouse stuff, for the things that we generally cover. Yeah. There's been a lot of good telly and some good films kicking around, but not not really in the kind of more popular side of things and the same you know we don't really discuss gaming much but again most of the big popular games have been pushed back like last of us got pushed back cyberpunk got pushed back do you know what i mean so everything kind of feels like it's going to happen eventually but not just yet yeah so yeah it was my my mate jason was the one that actually came up with the idea and he said about why don't you call it season two so that's exactly what we're doing but we're just going to try and put a positive spin on it like we planned this break Oh yeah, we've been trying. We've been talking about: Are we going to come back and do another one for like a month, six weeks? It's just we say it, and then something else crops up, and it's like, oh uh, yeah, we'll talk about it in another week. And and I don't think there's been a lot to grab us. Like I said, I mean, I I finally got around to watching Birds of Prey today um, on a stream that I found, which was very good actually. But uh, you know, that's the kind of film that we might have covered in the past. If we've both seen it at cinema, and, and I know you did, but I, I don't think I could talk about that film for an hour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think there's quite enough to to discuss. It was not enough to get me excited to talk about it for an hour anyway. Um, and I think the things we've been watching are not very recent, at least where I'm concerned. I've been re-watching old stuff and catching up on a few things I've missed and a few films and stuff, but nothing, nothing that's actually quite modern. I think we're still waiting for the bigger hitters like like the boys season two and stuff like that to come out you know there's no stranger things for a while and stuff like that so yeah it's been quite quiet yeah and we should really have done something about the mandalorian yeah but i think uh, this i know a lot of people have watched it but i think people have actually waited uh, some people for disney plus in the uk so i think we can get around to doing that in the summer um yeah when I'm, I'm gonna rewatch. i've i've signed up for, for disney plus because they did this introductory <laughs> offer where it's like 50 quid for the year so between me for the Marvel and the Star Wars, Michelle well, I've got Sky. Disney it, related. I think it's included in Sky in some kind of Sky package. I'm not sure if it's the Sky package I've got, but they definitely teamed up. I did think something might happen because, you know, Sky have got loads of Disney stuff. So I did think something might give there. So we'll have to wait and see. But um, well, yeah, they've always had this partnership, haven't they, where they always get the- yeah the Pixar characters in the adverts and things like that. So All that kind of jazz. And they it have a wouldn't lot of be content. a surprise because they, they do no. similar things with Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to keep these partnerships rolling. It's quite interesting seeing all these things 
kind of emerging lately. Um, not that this is even that relevant, but um, Nintendo and Lego have teamed up to do some Mario sets or something that's coming out, and stuff like that happens all the time now. Where you know, uh, actually, if we're talking a bit of news, like Last of Us is coming to HBO in a TV format, which is quite big news, actually. I'd say. Yeah, and and they've announced that that's going to be the the beginning of a whole um, Sony Games TV line. Well, so, they're talking God of War, which means you would be extremely excited I mean, about. God, God um, of War is one of the ones that people have been clamoring after pretty much since the game came out. I think, and it's got enough of Game of Thrones. Zero Dawn. Yeah, I mean, I'd love that personally. I think that would be incredible, but it would need a huge budget. I mean, God of War would be quite substantial. I think Last of Us, you can get away with a kind of more Walking Dead, quite low-key budget. A lot of it budget. isn't it? Exactly. Um, but I think with your, your God of War, there's, there's a lot of CG that comes into play. A lot. There's still quite a lot of scenery in there. It's still quite early Game of Thrones style. But if you're throwing in the giant serpent at some stage, you know what I mean? The bee yeah. elements in there. Um but it'd make for a great series, and it's different enough to God, you know, to Game of Thrones to be relevant. Do you know what I mean? The Witcher kind of branched out to do its own thing um, on Netflix. They're trying to push that. There's a second series greenlit, and they're stealing a couple of Game of Thrones actors, which is no shock because I think they want that audience. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting. Obviously, Lord of the Rings TV show is Prime's big, you know, Game of Thrones style thing. So well, yeah, and they're they're plowing hundreds of millions of dollars oh, God. into that. I mean, they paid hundreds of millions for the, for the rights to it, let alone the production. It's going to be a billion-dollar show or something. It's crazy. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's it's all that post-Game of Thrones fantasy drama kind of stuff. And obviously still Last of Us has got a lot to say. Uncharted, um, the film is, is greenlit. Whether it actually happens or not is anyone's guess because it's been greenlit on and off for about 10 years. Um, but they are supposed to go into pre-production or, or into shooting quite soon. Um, I think Ruben Fleischer is on to direct who did Zombieland 1 and 2 and did Venom. So we'll see what happens with that. It was obviously Tom Holland and Marky Mark and various people in there. So I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that's going to come from the gaming industry and crossover. And I think you know, Last of Us could be the finally the kind of creme de la creme of, of what we've been waiting for from a game adaptation, I think. Fingers crossed. The the big one, I mean, I, I would be very interested in it, but the big one for me would be God of War just because I enjoyed the game so damn much. Yeah. That I, I just cannot wait for that. And it, it opens up... And you like all line. the mythology as well, don't you? Oh, it's I've, obviously I've got all been, that Norse mythology. Um, always been it, fascinated with, with stuff like that. So it's right up my particular avenue. Yes. Um, I think, like you said, um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn would probably be my go-to if they could make anything because I probably want that sequel as a game more than anything right now, to be honest. Um but again, that would be quite significant CG budgeting, and I just don't know whether it's there yet. But maybe it'll happen. Um, I know Sony set up like a production studio, so they're they're obviously to... taking it seriously. They they've specifically yes. created this whole new arm just for making TV shows around games. So they they've they must have had the building blocks in place for years. To, yeah. to do these things and because if you look at the power of the gaming industry 
it's so much money in the gaming industry. Do you know what I mean? It's no surprise that this might span over into different things, you know, because it's all now home streamed. It's all now series. This, you know, what I mean, and, it's and not especially quite with what Disney are doing with Disney Plus. Yeah, Sony are they're not they're not dumb. They're going to look at that and think right. What have we got? What original premise have we got that we can capitalize on? And and games, games. are their biggest thing. Yeah, so yeah, what, games are their so biggest thing. Not? They got got the Spider Man IP, obviously. So they're using all the Spider Verse stuff, and they'll do a lot of spin offs and things around that. Um, it's the same with all of them. I mean, we always slam it, but I think Paramount own Fast and Furious, and that's their only franchise. But they make crazy money out of it. Do you know what I mean? So all of these guys all want something to grab onto. So yeah, why not Sony get their TV film kind of side of things going and try and develop something, you know, different. So no, I think it's going to be quite interesting, quite exciting where it goes from there. So well, that, that'll be something that we'll be trying to keep our fingers on the, on the pulse of over the, the coming years. Um, yes. Another another big thing that came out before we do move on to the main subject. Um, have you seen the the last Black Widow trailer? I did. Yeah, yes. I did. Um, They've finally given away a little bit more of the plot. Yeah, so I think we roughly knew. I think it's not going to be the most complicated film. I think you know it's it's quite a simple premise of overcoming the backstory in terms of her history in the past going back to her roots um and all the family kind of ties and and you know bringing in that action and kind of humor element that she's kind of played quite well into in all the kind of films and the avengers stuff um but then this gave away a little bit more about about the villain and what we're going to expect in that side of things um what do you make of the outfit which i know you had some reservations on previously and what are your feelings i'm I'm still not completely sold I, I don't like the way that taskmaster looks but i like the fact that we've now seen the explainer it looked at first like maybe they went they weren't going to do is his muscle memory superpower where he just watches people and he instantly learns their fighting style and i don't know whether they're actually going that way in terms of it being a power but you, you see the footage of him watching black widow from iron man 2 2 yeah. in that in that shield facility um and then you see throughout the trailer you see he flips up off his back like black widow he lands from midair like spider-man he throws the shield and he kicks it up off the ground like captain america and then the big yeah. thing from this trailer was he's got the presumably um vibranium claws like black panther so if he hasn't got this superpower, then he's at least he studies the Avengers and he copies their moves. Which is do we a, do we hundred percent think well. it's going to be a he not one of the family members in a mask? If we not no, are I, we not getting into spoiler territory? I, I, so. I can't I can't think of the guy's name, but there's a fella who was cast and they've been really really sort of cloak and dagger about who he actually is and who he's supposed to be playing. Um, Ot Fag Benley or Fog Benley, whatever it was, you butchered it. Guy but yeah, kind of looks a bit like Craig David. No, nice. He's he's supposed to be playing a character called Rick Mason. And if it I, was Craig David, that would be a turn up for the books. Let's put it that way. Cares you bastard. I just want the Bo Selector <laughs> version of Craig David. Can I get a rewind? I, I miss Bo Selector. Yeah. I, that was when he was extremely funny. Um, and it was so, so good. 
<laughs> so good. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be a solid action film. It's going to have a lot of Marvel kind some, of elements Some of the action it. scenes that they've shown already. Yeah. We've now seen Natasha versus Taskmaster falling in midair, jumping yep. off scenery, which looks It's really going to be good how cool. she has to mix up her style in order to... Do you know what I mean? It's going to be yeah. interesting how it plays out. And also with Marvel movies, you know, this is the biggest one. Uh, this is the one post. Um, I know it's a uh, problem is it's a prequel again, isn't it? Of sorts. Yeah, it, so we're it, not it, really going to get anything. Civil War. So it's so, before everything. So just discount War. this um, as a, yeah, even even the post credits, who knows what that will lean into, to be honest, at this stage. I, so I think the, it, it's supposed to be leaning into... Um, Oh, what's Gen? Oh, Thunderbolt. The Eternals. No, oh, Thunderbolt. Um, General okay. Ross's yeah, yeah. um, like bad guys, kind of like the Suicide Squad, where he gets a bunch of bad guys together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. His own little team. It's, it's just going to be interesting what what they lean into from this because I think this is just a standalone. Really, it's just a familiar character, pretty easy film to put together. If I'm being honest, it doesn't. It, it have should a be huge... just the bookend. To, yeah. to Natasha because we'll we know a lot of it's set in modern day. We know we're going to get some flashbacks to her earlier years when she was a proper Black Widow before she before she turned double agent. So yeah. it it looks like this is kind of the the full stop at the end of her story. I'm I I don't think we'll see any more of her. I I as far as no, I know, this I, is the I last. Think... I think you might that. get the odd person creeping into the Disney Plus stuff. Um, I, I think there's you know talk of. Steve might pop up in in Falcon Winter Soldier kind of show. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I, I don't think we're going to get much of the old guard anymore. I think the only one that, you know, Thor is obviously very prevalent. I think we could probably touch upon that quickly. Um, that's probably the most exciting I am or excited I am about a Marvel movie because we know jack shit about the Eternals, um, despite that it's been filmed and they've not obviously released anything yet. Um, they've got a lot of work to do to get that out this year because it's going to be quite a big cosmic kind of event, isn't it? It's a huge, yeah. a huge production, I would imagine. So it's going to be interesting how that how that works. But um, from even even in pre-production stage, we've got. Confirmed that the Guardians are going to be in Thor: Love and Thunder. We've got confirmation that Christian Bale is going to be a villain in that film. Yeah, um, which is huge, really. You know, considering he's Batman. Do you know what I mean? It's quite a, a significant especially thing. considering what he said in the past that yeah, yeah, yeah. He he hasn't watched all three of the Nolan films because of what happened with the was it the Aurora Cinema shooting? He said yes. that completely ruined it, and he just can't go back and watch it. And he's he's one of those people who's pretty much shat on comic book films and said that you it's know they're not, not his he's, cup of tea. Yeah, he did do a crap Terminator film. In fairness, so he's not angelic in terms of he doesn't just do your extreme roles. You know what I mean, like the Machinist every time. He's done, he obviously done Batman, but he did Nolan's Batman. But I think you know, I think Tyker is kind of that guy that could attract people because. And you'd have to be Bale. a bit of an idiot to look at what look at the response after Ragnarok, and not yeah. go, "Oh, I really want some of that." I mean, this was a character that was pretty much they were ready to write him off. Hemsworth yeah, yeah, was yeah. ready to 100%. walk away, yeah. and then he saw the script, and he's just been completely rejuvenated. He, well, he said just, now he wants to play the character for as long as his body will allow him to. They, I would like almost a second trilogy. 
So Ragnarok, this, and then another one. Yeah, so like a full Taika trilogy. Because I think the fact that they can link in the Guardian stuff, which is great. Um, him and James Gunn kind of on the same wavelength in terms of their style. You know, obviously it's differences, but kind of similar comedic kind of style to it. So I think those two work really well in tandem when they're kind of obviously linking those characters together. Um, and Thor just in general being, now he's been firmly established as a cosmic character. They, yeah. They've already said they want to expand the cosmic side of things going forward. And now they can use Thor as a, a link man to, to connect things together. Yeah. And ultimately we're going to get more Korg, which is what we all dream of. All we care so. about really is a Korg and Meek spin-off series on Disney plus where they just sit around <laughs> playing Fortnite. <laughs> Just just give me that and I will die happy. They're just sitting around playing different video games and slagging off yeah. different Korg and Meek playing God of War. Oh. See? Just a, This is why I should be an ideas guy. The practicalities completely escape me, but I've got some really good ideas. Just imagine yeah, Korg just constantly calling Meek boy. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> It's. I mean, no one else could. The thing with Tiger is, no one else could really get away with that. You know, no. uh, in any other film, you go, "Why is there a giant rock monster that speaks in a Kiwi accent? Why, why is this? Why, do you talk, why is he so hung up on being pulled off by the uh, by the hammer? The hammer pulls you off. <laughs> I just, I just love it. I think it's and just it was genius. Is it Infinity War? It was Endgame, wasn't it? It was Endgame, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah like he was Endgame, wearing his Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, it's just like, oh man, you guys just, it, you know, they know how to break the tension. You know, that that film an hour in is quite a somber, quite depressing kind of film. Really, it's like they've lost everyone. <laughs> it's hopeless. Five years later, everything's grey. Um, everyone's sad, and then they cut to Thor um, with his stomach, and then they, you know, throw in Korg and, and Meek into the mix, and it's just like, wow, you guys are genius at doing this. It's just incredible. <laughs> so, um, yeah, give me more Marvel. Now we're talking about it. I'm quite excited to see what they're going to do, and there's going to be a lot. I mean, the TV shows are going to be serious business. Do you know what I mean? It's not quite. It's not throwaway TV. They are going to put a lot into it. Um, oh, God, just one last piece of news because it's been a long time. So we are getting Sam Raimi to direct Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is yeah. quite a big deal. So Sam Raimi, of strong, obviously strong horror background, Evil Dead, Dead trilogies is kind of most famous for, along with then a trilogy of Spider-Man films, although we do not discuss the third spider-man film um not unless arguably, you want me to start swearing on a level that you've rarely no heard i don't before. want to hear that. I mean, that the thing is sam raimi you've got to give him credit as kind of being one of the the originators the of, of yeah, where we are now of, i mean the mcu um, itself wouldn't exist had he not done the films that he did which proved to Disney Marvel. I think if you're that... doing a ranking as well of like the top films, I think Spider-Man Two would still be in all of, of comic book films. It, 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 it always gets forgotten, especially by me. But it's, it's one of the best ones. There. It's got one of the best stories, one of the best villain performances, and it's, we it's far better than any of the X-Men films, with the exception of Logan, um, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Yeah. Same as the first couple of X-Men films. It just showed there yeah. is enough demand where people. You know where you can make 
five, six, seven, eight hundred million dollars. And then, of course, you start crashing the billion and the two billion dollar mark. And it all started. Was it was it 2001, the first Spider-Man film? Some, some, yeah, somewhere it was early. That, you know, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it all started around there. So it does kind of feel like he's coming Talking. full circle by bringing him back in. No, it's pretty much 20 years old. I mean, you know, it's and he, he's been out of touch, Sam Raimi, so he's obviously still got ties. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the John Favreau chef uh, Netflix yeah. shows that he does. It just makes me starving hungry. But he had Sam Raimi on um, on one of the recent episodes in this season. And it's like, okay, so he's still pally with Favreau, who's obviously very well in with Disney, let's be honest. You know, um, Lion King, Mandalorian, Jungle Book, Iron Man. He's, John Favreau is a Disney boy through and through nowadays, pretty much. So there's got to be links there that, you know, when... Derrickson maybe was trying to pull his vision and they didn't really quite agree with it. Um, Raimi's probably the best one to step in because they're still saying it's got that horror twist to it, not full-on horror because it's Disney, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think Raimi can can do that mix really well and, and I, I still need to go back and see those Spider-Man movies, uh, one and two. Um, just I, I've not of, watched them for a couple of years. I think I think two will still hold up, and and the action sequences. Look, I know the new ones. I think you're a bit keener than I am. I think I liked uh, Homecoming more than I liked Far From Home, which is quite rare. But there's some great elements in that. But in terms of the swinging sequences in New York and stuff, I think the originals were the ones that kind of had it made. I'm sure they will do a lot more of that in the in the film to come with Spider-Man, you know, with Tom Holland. But I think they were great action sequences, the way they were shot. It was really, really cool. And and obviously, Doctor Strange, you are going to get some of New York City. Do you know what I mean? You're going to get some yeah. of that situation. So I think there's, there's scope there. I think it's quite exciting to see what they do with that because he's got a little bit more to work with. Um, it's almost an open book on Doctor Strange 2, isn't it? It's almost a free hit um, to introduce a lot more elements of different things. And I think from where we were then to where we are now with the technology, even looking at a sequence like the you know, the kind of uh, psychosis se- uh, sequence in, in the latest Spider-Man film, um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, which I Mysteria. Uh, Mysterio, that se- you know that sequence when he's in Germany or wherever it is, and it's all trippy and vibey. Oh, that was brilliant! I haven't actually the gone fact- back and rewatched that yet. I've still only seen it the once. Yeah, it's worth watching again. But that sequence alone just shows you how far we've come from, say, Doctor Strange. Do you know what I mean? Like that sequence was incredible, and if they can do more of that style in a Doctor Strange sequel, I'm, I'm well on board. So yeah. Right, let's get to the main topic. Um, it's going to be quite a quick one because it's not a lot to discuss just yet, but there's enough to get excited about, really. Um, so we are talking about Matt Reeves' Batman. The Batman. Yeah, the Batman. Um, so we, we've, we've had some, we've had some we've stuff had came out. We've considering. There was, there was a, a report a few weeks ago that they were about to start filming. So naturally people started thinking, well, if they're going to start filming like outdoor stuff, then we're going to start getting some, you know, paparazzi type tele-zoom lens where it looks like the pitch has been taken on a potato type shots. Yeah. And Matt Reeves did the completely logical thing and they just dropped what they've called a camera test. I don't think it was a camera test. 
I think it was like a pre-approved leak because they um, wanted to make sure the probably first been time a camera test saw, a lot earlier than that. Yes. Yeah, they they wanted to make sure that the first time we see the bat suit, it's good quality with you know some special effects. Well, because the other stuff they've dropped is stuntman work, isn't it? So yeah. it's 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 not the suit in its full until these leaked images with the Batmobile are the full, this is what the suit's going to look like. But those kind of videos and those things that have leaked or, or have been intentionally leaked are known to be just, it's it's just, this is rough, raw footage. This isn't anything like it's going to look when it's released kind of thing. So I think they've had to do that and then show those images just to kind of get across, look guys, this isn't, you know, we know things are going to leak, but this is what it's going to look like. And you can be excited or, or not, but, you know, I think it looks pretty incredible, actually, personally. Yeah, snap. And then literally a week, I think it was later, we started getting the um, the the little bits of footage and the, the pictures yeah. from, I think they were in Scotland somewhere, and you had Batman, well, the, the stunt batman yeah on the the bat cycle the bat bike whatever the hell they're dubbing it um and the stunt replacement for catwoman as well on a motorbike yeah. and then about another two weeks after that we get a full look at the full finished bat suit next to the batmobile and i love that batmobile so it I looks like a classic kind of american muscle car so it yeah. looks like a mustang or a Corvette, or a you know that kind of thing, um, and people aren't cool with it. But if you look at where he's pitching this, so he's pitching it. Some people said it's a bit like the Batman animated series, where it's kind of lo-fi, kind of you know old school, but there's some modern tech involved in it. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's I like it because it's not the tumbler, which was I mean great, but it was a tank. And and then all the, a lot of the other Batmobiles have been armoured tanks of some description or another. This is probably a souped-up car with extras. You, well, they, and, they've, and they've done it that a lot of people don't realise. It's based off a Batmobile from the uh, the seventies, yes. um, from Neil Adams, and it was a car. It, it, you know, it wasn't a tank. Yes. It wasn't this incredible carbon fibre machine gun rocket firing thing. It was just a car that had been tweaked a little bit. And I love the fact that, like you said, it's an American muscle car. It's probably got, you know, gadgets and gizmos all over it. But yeah, for yeah. all intents and purposes, it's a car. And I think it looks brilliant. I think it looks it, great. It messes with the era. We don't know exactly what era this is set in because there's been reports that some of the extras on set have got iPhones. Yeah, so I read that. So Joker, Joker is an interesting one to cite, the, the recent Joker film, because it was very much pitched as being a, was it 70s? Was it 80s? Was it more modern? You know, you because of the way and the kind of style it was shot and because of the kind of tone in there, it, it kind of confuses you. And, and I'm good about that because I think comics aren't always defined by a specific era. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't always have to be okay, it's it's present day or it's because Marvel's obviously done a lot of that, but it gets quite lost in its timeline. Do you know what I mean? Like people are looking into Marvel going, surely that's not right because of this, this and this and this. It's like, oh God, just give over. Do you know what I mean? But I think something like this, it's, it's interesting how it's just going to be some classic elements with some modern elements. But what it's really harking back to is, is Batman 
in the early stages where obviously he's more of a detective than he is this kind of superhero really do you know what i mean if you put it that way yeah um so i i'm excited about where they're pitching it i, w- I was kind of always quite keen because matt reeves is clearly a fan i mean and obviously a lot of people are of batman he's a huge comic book icon as we always discussed but you know he clearly had a vision in mind for this film and i think him being on board to do what he owes to be a trilogy is him with that kind of you know, overall grander view of things, which I think we've said DC sometimes lack, let's be honest. Yeah. So I think it's good. I like all the things that are coming out about it. Um, One thing I really like about the suit, as you were saying, because it's being pitched as, I mean, it, it, it's not from what we understand, it's not going to be based on the year one story. No. But it's basically, it's like his first couple of years as Batman. Um, it's meant to be based on the long Halloween, hence why it's got so many villains in it. Because it's yeah, the big rogues gallery, isn't it? Yeah, one of the most iconic Batman books they've got. But I love the fact that the suit is really rough and ready. You can see where it's been stitched together. You can see that the cowl is made of like five or six different pieces that Batman and or Alfred or whatever has sewn yeah. together. And it it makes sense. You know, we wouldn't automatically go to, you know carbon fiber weave and blah blah whatever titanium plate and it stands to reason that his first suit would be a bit of a a mission he's not he's not got morgan freeman with infinite armor tech you know at his disposal you you don't get that in your first year of of superhero them everybody knows that you have to slum it for a little bit and it looks like some of the things he's wearing might even be like sports equipment things that he's just cobbled together either because yeah, it's, a bit it's not quite as bad as kick-ass it's, it's not quite as bad as kick-ass but there's elements in there where yeah. it's going to be a little bit more rough and ready than, than maybe what people are used to um and perhaps it develops throughout the film do you know what i mean perhaps it's an element you know not to say it but like spider-man homecoming where he's wearing you know pretty crap gear and then yeah. does the big upgrade to, i don't think it's going to go full upgrade in this film but it, it'll be nice to see the development, I think what we both loved about Batman Begins when we discussed it is that you can see Batman becoming, you know, you, you see him becoming Batman, really. You see that development. You see, you know, even if it is with all the tech in the world, he's still trying out, you know, all the different kit and finding what works. And I don't know, that's something good about that. I think there's a lot to be said to see that again without it being... I think there's there's something to be offered here that's new and fresh and and different because look it's happening whether you like it or not people are now craving Ben Affleck when they didn't give a shit about Ben Affleck <laughs> at the time yeah. um, <laughs> and they're all craving what they can't have but you you eventually got around to watching all of the Matt Reeves um, apes movies didn't you yeah I, I think did you liked them as much as I did I, I think mean, they were absolutely fantastic and I'm glad I waited yeah. so long to do it so I was able to watch them pretty much i think i watched like one yeah, a week not, over not a, a three-week period yeah and i think you can see as a director he's, he's he's an interesting guy um he's done he directed cloverfield as well yeah. while, while back with I JJ cloverfield. and he's, he's done some interesting things but he's not done a lot of projects he's been quite careful and quite choosy no, and, and he has these gaps yeah like he did cloverfield then he did nothing for two years well, the big thing is, he's, in and then it was nothing for four years. 
he doesn't write everything, but he does write a lot of the screenplays he works on. He does write certain things. So he's kind of like Nolan in the sense that he's a full director. He, he tries to do, you know, most aspects of the film, which, yeah. which, which is good because it means he really gives a shit basically, which, you know, and not everyone could do that. A lot of um, good directors decide to work on a script or work with a screenwriter quite regularly. Um, I know Marvel, very rarely, except maybe Tyker, James Gunn, you know, a few of the guys do it, but most of them, they get script writers involved and they get comic writers and whatnot. So it's going to be interesting that he's, how much influence he, he truly has over this film, but he's clearly been, I think he's gone about it exactly the right way um, because, you know, he was leaking the the castings as they happened, you know, on Twitter and getting yeah. everyone kind of exciting about things. I mean, if we talk about the casting, um, I'm excited about Robert Patterson, but I hadn't watched a lot of his kind of work outside of really, I'd never seen Twilight. I think I'd seen him pop up in the odd thing, but then I've started to watch some of his other films recently and he, he mainly does indie films. He doesn't do kind of big budget, high profile stuff. Um, I watched The Lighthouse, which he's quite incredible in. Um, and the, the film that I think got him this was a film called Good Time, which was by the um, Safdie brothers who've done a film called, oh, I can't remember it, Uncut Gems, which has got a lot of hype and I really love, um, which is on Netflix. Good Time is kind of a raw action, action-ish drama film. Um, and you can see there's elements there where Robert Patterson would work in a kind of Batman style film. Um, and he's just, he's a seriously good actor. I think people taint him for what he's done in the past, but I think most actors grow in up. In fairness, he, he doesn't like the, the Twilight films himself. He, no, he's no, ragged on not. them himself and said how crap they are. But lo- I think lots most of the actors of that me, generation have done the odd film that is awful. Do you know what I mean? Daniel Kaluuya has been in a, um, what's that Rowan Atkinson spoof kind of, Johnny, oh, jo- English, Johnny English, yeah, it's in Daniel Kaluuya. He's one of the most popular actors in Hollywood or around at the minute, and he's done a bloody using Johnny English reborn or something. So, like all of them do stuff growing up to get a part, to get somewhere. You know, they can't be picky and choosy when they're thirteen, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, just to, to, to you know, they're trying to get into the industry. So, I mean, Nicholas Holt was in Battle Boy, and he's gone on to be an X Men and Mad Max and everything do you know what i mean so you can't judge people when they're younger um you've got to judge them on what they've become i mean daniel radcliffe look you mean you aren't harry potter fans but the guy's gone on to make the weirdest out there indie films that i've ever seen and the guy was like one of the most mainstream you know popularized actors of his generation so it's never that clear cut is it so i'm not going to judge the guy um well when when ben affleck was appointed as as batman people who know far more about cinema than i do came out and said look he's got a great body of work as an actor and a a director don't just base him on you know things like daredevil and and people have said exactly the same thing about robert pattinson and i remember people saying the same about Kristen stewart you know when she started getting um casting these really strange roles in indie films people were saying look she's a very talented actress don't base her on the fact that she was in the twilight films because i don't know whether that was her first acting job but it was probably pretty much big acting job same as as robert pattinson and you yeah. know that that was what over over ten 
10 years ago, 10, oh, 15 the, years ago or something. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can't judge them on it. You would, wouldn't you know, when when you're starting out as an actor, I'm sure you're not the kind of in the kind of position where you can go, what, you want to make a, a film trilogy? No, I think I'm going to leave it. And it's a tri- I've just looked. Those films have made nearly three and a half billion dollars worldwide. Well, yeah, I mean, five you know, films. You so look at Colin, Colin Farrell, right? They, they can't as a manager in this film. Yeah. But they're just not everyone's cup of tea. But still, you know, they, they've they've got him in the position where 10 years later he's been cast as Batman. So, yeah. I'm, I'm no, sure I mean, they all do it. Like, say he's done right. Colin Farrell was in Alexander, which is always my go to, or he was in Miami Vice. Uh, oh, <laughs> or he was God, in yeah. some absolute shocking films. He's done some incredible films, and his recent um, like career trajectory when he got sober, essentially, has just been almost incredible and, and flawless. But His number um, one for me will always be in Bruges. Yeah, I mean, 100% for me. Um, he was great around that kind of era. He just suddenly... I mean, his early films... Well, he was in Daredevil as well, if we don't forget. Ooh, um, no, but no, he was in, we, he was in Minority Report, which is a film I love. And he's done some great movies, obviously, over the years. Um, but in Bruges, is is the one, to be honest. Um, as a side note, um, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell and the director um, are doing another film together. So... I'm not sure what it's going to be, but we're going to get another one from the guys that made in Bruges. So I'm quite excited about that when that happens. Um, but obviously Colin Farrell, this is the strangest casting here. Um, so he's been cast as the Penguin. Now, yeah, I, but I think it'll work because I think he's good enough. And I think, I don't know, I think it'll work. I have faith that it would oh, work. I, I have faith. It's just one of those things on paper, it sounds... Bizarre. Utterly bizarre. I mean, yes. you look at the rest of the casting. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, I can see it. I really, Massive, really yeah, wanted Zazie Beats for that one. I thought so she did would I, have been outstanding. But I think Zoe Kravitz is, is a great actress too, and I think really kind of fits that. She's very, very cool, which I think you need to be in that role, to be honest. I think it's going to be good. Um, Paul Dano, complete sense as a Riddler. He's a, he's a pretty awkward um, guy. A bit like Jesse Eisenberg can speak pretty quickly, pretty effectively. Do you know what I mean? Because I think you need that. In a and like Jesse Eisenberg, written. he's got a face that you'd really like to throw things at. <laughs> if you've seen Prisoners, he gets beat up in that film a lot. Um, that's a tough film to watch, but he's very good in that as well. Um, Andy Serkis is a very natural choice as Alfred. Oh, um, I'm really looking forward to that because I've since watching Between Black Panther and yeah. um, the Planet of the Apes films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, in, and Lord of the Rings. And he's, yeah. he's, he's doing Venom too as well. He is. Uh, he's not really taken off as a director yet, but it's it's interesting. Uh, it's going to be his if he can use his motion caption and make that's quite the thing, isn't it? When, when yeah, you yeah. want motion, when you want mocap doing, you use Andy Serkis. You know that that's he spent like ten years and that was his whole yeah. shtick. So if anyone can do it, it's him. And there's other big casting in this, but I didn't even notice that Peter Sarsgaard, who I used to love, John Turturro, who I really love. Um, yeah, he's playing quite... Falcone and Jeffrey Wright as uh, Jim Gordon. Oh, Jeffrey Wright is That's going to be casting. a really good one because he's just got one of those voices. He's got that kind of voice, that gravitas, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it really is going to make it work. I think everyone in this film is, is, is exceptionally cast. I think... You know, you've really gone all out at this stage to get 
people that really fit the roles rather than just big star names but not to say none of them aren't pretty big actors in their in their own rights but um you know there was a lot of competition for the, the kind of lead role obviously um nicholas holt was pretty close to it yeah. i believe army hammer who i love was pretty close at one stage Our army hammer's got to be held back for hal jordan he's, he's um, got to be green yes. lantern yeah i think so i mean it was interesting because army hammer was in that um Greenlit Justice League movie all those years ago. Yeah. Do you remember the the one that was literally they did sets and everything for, and then it, I think it shot. It, it didn't happen on on opening day of shooting or something. They pulled the plug. Um, I can't remember who the director. I think it was the Mad Max Fury Road director um, that was 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 doing it. It was George amazing Miller. people. Yeah. Oh, was it George Miller? Mm. Okay. And I was just like, it's mad that that almost happened all those years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, George Miller is indeed the, the Mad Max. Adam um, Brody was meant to play the yeah. Flash. I could see that. Yeah. Well, he's, he's popped up in Shazam, didn't he? Um, as one of the brothers. Yeah. Um, I could really see that, actually. Um, I think he'd work better than better I'm just than looking at something. Ezra. Megan Gale. Was meant to play that. Wonder Woman. She's an Australian actress. She was in Mad Max Fury Road. Well, there you go. You yeah, that that was a. It would have been an interesting project, but it would have changed maybe the shape of what we've we've had today. Do you know what I mean? Because you know, um, who knows what would have come off the back of it? I mean, it's the tenth DC EU film to come. Believe it or not. Um, it's been a kind of mixed run in terms of what they've done. That they obviously try to put things together and include these stars together, and now they've gone, let's just separate it all out, really, basically. So it's it's interesting what they do next in terms of trying to get the timelines back in some kind of cohesive fashion if they are wanting to put these actors together in films. You know what I mean? Or do you think they're just going to keep it separate? I think this this will stay separate and I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't keep this whole trilogy separate. Like, I, I don't think we'll see Pattinson crossing over with, you know, Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa and... Because we don't know where it sits in the timeline, but realistically, if he's playing a younger version of Batman, it's physically impossible. So I I, want, I I think that they'll probably well, do a trilogy of young Batman and then maybe they'll just have to recast an older Batman. Or... Do you not think with Wonder Woman it could potentially work if they just hit the reset button because she's they're doing 1984? It could, but um, Patty Jenkins said that any future Wonder Woman film wasn't going to be period. It was going to be present okay. day. Okay. But I mean, they could if they've done they've done World War era. They they they're doing the eighties. They could do sort of you know flashbacks to the late nineties or something. But I, I yeah. don't know that there's been no implications from Matt Reeves that he wants it to be connected. He seems I think to separate want it is to, probably safer. You see, it it's definitely safer because the, you've got so many so I can't even think of the way I want to word it. You've got so many 
considerations that you can just throw out the window and say yeah but we haven't got to think about how it links to superman's timeline and wonder woman's and justice league and suicide squad and i think we don't even have a superman at this point either let's be honest no you know if they don't have one in works pretty much officially shelved he's moved on said yeah, Campbell's moved on. The Witch is going to be a popular thing for him. Well, he, he's he's nailed down to do The Witch for the next few years. Yeah, and, and he'll and do all the films either side of it. Yeah, yeah, but I just don't think he's going to be soups anymore. It's not going to happen. I, and I, I think that think needs. I think that needs a complete fresh start because there's too much around Superman with all the Zack Snyder stuff. They just won't let it drop. So they're going to have to just completely refresh that when it's ready. It, it I think that'll be the last what one they're to doing right now. Just leave it. Just let yeah. it settle. Leave it for, you know, five years. And then let's, let's see where we are with the rest of the DC and go, well, does Superman fit the landscape now rather than just shoehorning a new Superman in and going, right, whatever we're doing, there's a big fucking Superman film in the middle of it. Because that's yep. been the problem. And it, it, it was that we've said in, in previous episodes, that's what they did with Batman. Every now and then, Warner Brothers just go, oh, it's been a hot minute since we had a Batman film. Let's make a trilogy. <laughs> and they've just put one out and it didn't make sense. And that's why the Nolan trilogy was so good. Because there'd been a nice big delay and then they yep. completely scorched the earth, start from scratch, new director, new vision, drop all the neon steampunk crap and just go, right, here you go, Christopher. Let let you do whatever you. Well, want. they tried to bring back the steampunk shit when they made the um, Suicide Squad, didn't they? Which was just disastrous, yeah. to be honest. So you just the Joel you know. Schumacher stuff was just oh, God, diarrhea was on toast. It was so bad. I went back and watched the '89 Batman uh, Tim Burton recently, and it's such a great film. Oh, do you know so what I mean? Like, and it holds up. It's terrifying that that film doesn't look as dated as it should do for a film that's that old? Well, I think that and Returns, obviously, being the two Burton ones. And I think I think the Nolan trilogy, because he's all about kind of practical effects and whatnot, I just yeah. don't think they're going to age badly at all. I think they're going to stand the test of time. Oh, yeah, um, you'll be able to watch Dark Knight in... I Like, I'll be able to watch it with Lucy in however many years it's appropriate. And it's not going to be like when we go back and watch Friends and you're like, whoa, what are they wearing? And wow, look at the uh, camera. It looks dread like it's been filmed thing. on potato. It's going to put it out there. Dread thing. What Justice League is going to be like in 10 years time, 20 years time. Because wow. it's a CGI mess as it is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's how not, bad is that going to be? Honest, it's not going to change. It will just be perceived as the laughing stock that it is now where people go, yeah. really? You thought yeah. that was CGI now? A mustache? Oh, I can do God. better than that on my phone. Yeah, I mean, it was just such a mess. Like, you know, I, I'm not trying to get into bashing. That's not what we're here to do. But um, I just, I just wonder what they were thinking. They, and then like, once you're into a project that deep and you're paying actors that much money and a director and stuff, I guess you've just got to get it out there. But it was just like, God, you guys wish. I bet they wish they could have just crashed that whole project. I mean, Joke has been a huge shot in the arm for them. Do you know what I mean? I know Aquaman obviously did great business as well. Um, Shazam was a, a moderate film, but it was in your Ant-Man style of film yeah. anyway, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? It was um, never intended. I don't think it was ever intended no. to be an A-list film like Batman, no. Superman, Wonder Woman. It was, it, it was the tier below exactly like you said. It was Ant-Man. It was Guardians of the Galaxy and it did what it did. And people went, huh, okay, that's pretty good. And that's I think, all it well, needed to be. Yeah. 
No, completely. I think what Birds of Prey proves is that Joker hasn't suddenly capt- catapulted a new audience back in DC's direction. Do you know what I mean? They they still have to get the pitch right, the marketing, you know, uh, to for people to get on board with it. I mean, they changed the name of that movie a week into its release. Do you know what I mean? They, they changed it from, you know, the the long Birds of Prey fantabulation, blah, 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 to... The fantabulous emancipation of one Harley yes. Quinn. They changed it from that to Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn or something Other like that. Other way, it's, it's Harley Quinn hyphen Birds of Prey. But yeah, that just seems really stupid crap. because people were only ever referring to it as Birds of Prey. And I got sick of the, the posters just being her. Do you know what I mean? Like they, I think that was the problem that film. It was just pitched all wrong. I, wow. I just Have you seen yeah. how much money it's made? Not a lot. It's not even broke 200 million. No. I mean, the Chinese market probably hasn't helped because it's obviously no market in China. There's just literally no cinema um, uh, revenue. So it's not propped it up like it did with things like Venom and whatnot. Oh, careful. Um, If any fanboys listen to that, you know what you've just created. Marvel created the coronavirus to keep down another DC (laughs) film. You wait. It'll disappear the day that... (laughs) Hashtag release the Snyder coronavirus. Um, it's just all a little bit like it's disappointing for everyone involved because I can feel there's a lot of effort gone into that movie. I, I, I genuinely I feel can feel for Margot that. Robbie because it's a project yeah, she cares about a lot. It is, but I think you can't. I think it shows how did Suicide Squad make all that money when people hated it so much? Do you know what I mean? It's just crazy. It, it must. Um, it must have just been hype because, of course, once yeah. you get there and you've bought your ticket, it doesn't really matter how. I think that think shows how marketing can do something because they all everyone got on board with the hype not around a joker it was really just margot robbie in that role wasn't it do you know what i mean and i guess will smith was still probably a bankable enough star yeah. at that point um even though he's made bad film after bad film really recently um so it's just interesting what what comes next obviously wonder woman should be a big hit for them given you know as long as they get that right i think it will be a big hit for them because they've got that big audience coming off the, the first film and then batman's come next year they're still dicking around with a flash movie i mean it's had more directors than than anything than even oh, the uncharted movie it, it, you know it's, I mean? <laughs> it's been on and off more times than i can think yeah it's, and, it's and there's ridiculous. been all this contractual stuff where ezra miller's contract lapsed but then he's still attached to the project and he's yeah. involved in writing the script. And every time they ask him about it, he says, it's definitely happening. The script's kick-ass. We absolutely love it. It's going to be so trippy and weird. But then they've walked back the idea that it's going to be Flashpoint. It's going to be a version of Flashpoint. Well, that's bullshit because there's only one version of Flashpoint and it's called Flashpoint. <laughs> no, exactly. Why, why take screw, the most iconic Flash point. story of all yeah. time and water it down into something no. that it's not meant to be? If you're not going to make it properly, don't make it. I agree. But we said all um, along, didn't we? You can't make the Flashpoint film while people no, don't give no, a no. shit about the character. No, the whole point is you have to feel for Barry and understand why he does it. Exactly. Uh, anyway, sorry to get you started on that. Um, me blood we had a few up questions. Already, you can feel it. We had a few questions. Uh, John, who is a big guy on Twitter in terms of the DC uh, universe, he's asked if you think Batman become a wider part of the DC universe with heroes such as Superman and Wonder Woman. I think we've pretty much answered that. Um, no, I, I, no. I think Batman will again, but not Robert Pattinson's Batman. This is like a. I think this is just prequel 
Yes. Boxed off trilogy. Yeah. I mean, you never know, because if if he does a prequel over the course of, say, eight eight to ten years, I mean, he'll be in his 40s then. Yeah. So then it probably maybe is time to think about recasting anyway, or do you then do the Ben Affleck thing where then he's a little bit older, more sort of grisly Batman to do it? I don't know, but... I wouldn't. I don't think Matt Reeves has got any aspirations to do a connected Batman film. I think the reason he's taken it on is because it's easier to do Batman when it's only Batman. Yeah. Um, good friend of ours, Taz um, at Le underscore Hunt. Uh, how do you think it will look sound in terms of style, given the noir detective approach that Reeves keeps on pitching? Uh, will it look different enough from Nolan's? work to justify said reboot will Batterson look badass driving a normal car yes I, I i think that is at the minute that um, the the things i'm looking most forward to is Batterson driving the batmobile and seeing the first interactions between batman and catwoman yeah they, i'm, I'm, I'm loving the part. kind of noir throwback to the kind of I don't know. I love noir movies in general. I love that style of film. I think it works really well in the the Batman games, obviously. Um, especially the first film is Arkham Set, isn't it? I can't remember. Is it Arkham Asylum the first game? Um, and I think it's just going to be an interesting style. I think the detective approach is going to be. I, I don't know. It's exciting because it's not really what we've had. No, but from we Batman haven't seen before. anything like that really. No, I think the games are the only thing that kind of tried to pitch it that way, but it obviously works in a video game kind of format, so it made sense. Um, we did, uh, Jason Roberts sent us a a message because his phone wasn't playing up, or well, was playing up a little bit. Um, question less about the film itself, more about what follows on from it. If they are introducing Robin, uh, Dick Grayson, in series of films, who would your ideal person be to take on the role same question for but for joker i'd imagine joaquin phoenix won't be reprising his role in connection with the portrayal of batman my choice would be jake gyllenhaal who's yours for dick grayson i guess um sorry that's hard to throw at you without any kind of um time to set yourself a name a name that always gets banded around is jensen ackles i don't Um, know that name from supernatural um, yeah, maybe a bit old now. Mm, well, see, that's the thing. What I would never want them to cast Dick Grayson as Robin. I would always want them to cast Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Yes. And he would bit Jensen Ackles would be a brilliant, brilliant older version of Dick Grayson. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, it, I can it, see it's that. a hard one to say otherwise. It is. It's a quite tricky one to say. Um, I think you won't see that person in in this current film i don't no. think again um, i don't think there's been any sort of implications that they're that they're going to no i don't think jay Hall would fit that personally i don't think the ages wouldn't fit right for me um so i mentioned kit harrington can't really see himself nah. he's too small yeah dick, dick grayson's a Big guy and Kit Aaron Taylor Johnson is an interesting shout. Obviously, Kickass and Quicksilver at one stage or another, so has some kind of background in that. Was obviously um, 
approached or, or discussed um, being Batman in this movie as well. Um, someone mentioned Stephen Yeun from uh, Walking no. Dead fame. Has Again, he's there, really so, yeah. little. Yeah. He's really he tiny. He's only about f- fucking five and a half foot. Yes, it's tricky, isn't it? You're going to need someone who fits the right the right mold. So we'll and have it, to see. And it's got to be sure. somebody who side by side with with Batman works. Yeah, yeah, it does. You, you need the chemistry in there. I, the right I actually kind of... kind of want them to stay away from Robin for for the time being because I'd rather they don't do it than they do it and do it badly. Because if you get I Batman was always and Robin disappointed wrong, when they didn't quite pitch the Joseph Gordon-Levin thing because I think he would have been quite a good fit that, that is, that's just going to be one of those things that's going to stick in my craw for the rest of time that yeah. little because I, lo- I love him as an actor and he's gone off and he's doing his own indie projects and he's doing this and the other he's not really doing mainstream stuff anymore and it's just frustrating because he's a great actor and he could have really fit that role and, yeah. I, and I, I was all keen for Anne Hathaway to, to go off and do a, a Catwoman um, film because she was great actually really she was absolutely me. fantastic she was probably the best thing in that movie actually to be honest if I'm being honest I think she was probably the standout um, uh, Zira um, I probably pronounced the name so badly again but obviously a good friend of ours um, how has Robert Pattinson managed to defy the early critics on becoming a new Batman me included is this a production team behind the new film or have people gone into Pattinson's indie non-vampire diaries back catalogue um i think the screen test probably works he doesn't give a shit i mean the best thing about him is he said right i'm gonna do this movie and then i'm gonna go off and make 10 indie movies and this will pay for all of that lifestyle and and he was i remember reading something about him when he was cast and he basically said people are always asking me to say things about batman and i'm not going to say anything about batman because as soon as i say something I'm just yeah. going to piss off loads and loads of people, so I'm just going to say nothing. And I like that because he's not—he's not doing what other people have done. He's not setting himself up for a big fall because he knows Batman fandom is like Pretty like poisonous. a lot of fandoms is rabid at times, yeah. especially with all the Snyder shite still bubbling away two years later. And I mean, he, when are they going to give up on that? I mean, Jesus. oh, never. You, you know. in, in ten years, there will be. 10-year anniversary release the Snyder Cut guarantee. I mean, they they hated Ben Affleck when he was announced. I remember the outburst of, of, of it's not Christian Bale, it's going to be dreadful, hate him, he's not our Batman, why are we doing this, what's going on? And now they're pining for him. And look, he was fine, but Justice League wasn't good for him, it wasn't good for us, really, in terms of he didn't, there was a lot of problems. And, and it really, really wasn't good for there. his health. I mean, he have, have you seen that there. interview that he did where yeah. he said about why he walked away? I mean, for anyone that's not seen, long story He's short. He's had a lot of problems, the, yes. the, he, I mean, he was an alcoholic anyway. And the yes. way they planned on shooting um, Batman versus Superman and Justice League, they were going to do them back to back. And he basically had to walk away from the project because his friends and his family said this is going to kill you. He was worried that he was yeah. going to drink himself to death because he was writing for for the, what was called the Batman. Oh, God, time. yeah, of course, and I he, remember. He was supposed to be writing, starring, and directing. And his friend said to him, you're going to kill yourself doing this. Yeah. And he went, you know what? I will. I, I'm going to. And that's it. He had yeah. to drop it. 
And I thought he, I thought he was a very, very good Batman, but the writing didn't support his performance. And that's no, no, just no. one of those things that, uh, look, that happens. We, we just uh, like films happen. It doesn't matter. You know, no one's hurt by this. It just you just need to get on with life and stuff. And he, he still looks up, things. looks back on it, and he's still made up. You know, he, the, yeah. he he he's been a Batman fan since he was knee eye to a grasshopper, and he loves the fact that he got to play Batman. He got to wear the bat suit, drive the Batmobile. Yeah. He was he was with the Justice League. He's made up over it, so you know, yeah. Shut the fuck and look, up. to be honest, he got to do that. He's had a hell of a career. Do you know what I mean? He's 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 directed things. He's won Oscars for directing and writing. You, you know, you can't go that far wrong. His his life has been pretty incredible um i know he's had problems obviously and and they're quite well documented but he's not going to be complaining do you know what i mean so why are you guys just get over it and the same look i know zach schneider is the problem a lot of the time as well because he keeps digging it up um and he's still trying to stir the pot i don't know why um he doesn't let it go so the fans don't let it go and it's just this kind of vicious cycle but at the end of the day he made some good films and it's done. Do you know what I mean? You, you just got to get on with it and get over it and support the next guy because it was never going to be Zack Snyder. Do you know what I mean? It's never going to be. No. And that cut, if it exists, if it doesn't, whatever, it will never get released, I don't think. Because no. he hasn't got the rights to it and it probably isn't finished despite what he says because he's just stirring the pot. Um, anyway, it's been an interesting discussion. I think we'll get a trailer probably... Three to six months, I guess. I, I think well, it'll be more like three. When's Wonder Woman out? Summer? Uh, Might be a bit soon. Yes. Might is get it, a teaser. Might get a June? teaser. Uh, it, 5th of June. Yeah, maybe a teaser. Maybe we might get a minute or so at that point. Because they'll have filmed for quite a while. They'll probably wrap filming in three months. Do you know what I mean? Well, so the, it's, it's just whether it'll be ready. I mean, bearing in mind that they'd already started filming, it's just that recently they they were doing the outside stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to see. What I, I wouldn't be surprised if we haven't got a teaser, you know, like a 30 to 60 seconds, something within the next two months, maybe. And then maybe sort of three months for a full a full trailer. Uh, yeah, we usually get towards October time for a bigger trailer, don't we? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we will see uh, a lot more to come. Matt Reeves is going to keep us obviously very much posted. Um, just to close, anything you would like to recommend our dear listeners? Um, I am in the biggest Star Wars kick of my life. Yeah, so you really are. Yeah. Star Wars, um, the Clone Wars TV series, I've managed to binge the first six seasons just in time for the seventh starting um, because that is set between episodes two and three. And then I've just started star Wars rebels, which is set. I think it's meant to be five years before um, a new hope. Cool. They're both cool. Very, very cool. Good stuff. Um, I've been watching various different bits and pieces. Um, what Ozark, I'm watched season one off, season three drops quite soon, so I'm going to try and get towards that. Just kind of in the Breaking Bad kind of guys, but um, it's a good, good project, it's a good watch on Netflix. And something that you will really like when you get around to watching it. So, I got an Apple TV subscription for free. Um, what was the first thing I watched? Um, god, I can't remember. So, the one thing I definitely watched, I watched Mythic Quest, which is like a um silicon valley-esque gaming 
studio kind of drama it's it's kind of a comedy but it's some good people involved it's it's good kind of fun project it's it's, it's a lot of fun the other thing i watched on Apple tv is called uh little america which is like eight individual parts and it's about you know people going to the states from different origins and backgrounds and, and and it's really really interesting and really well well put together so uh, apple tv is good I, i'm not sure i pay for it but in terms of the projects and the things that are on there that's some good quality tv so yeah i'm they've all about some TV big money well, haven't they some of the names yeah. that they've tied down yeah huge names i haven't watched the um newsroom style show that's with the jennifer Aniston and, and reese witherspoon, reese witherspoon and, and steve carell so that's supposed to be quite good so i will get around to watching that and then there's that or the big program with Jason Momoa in called C, which I need to check out. And they've got a night show, Alan, I'm doing a show as well. So, yeah, some big projects on that. So there's some good stuff, and they keep competing with Netflix and Prime, which means we keep getting good telly, so mm-hmm. no, one, no one's complaining. Um, that's it from us. We'll probably be back in a couple of weeks' time. If you've got any ideas for us, do pitch them our way because we need a little bit of inspiration. But other than that, we'll catch up with you very soon.